Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Hello. Welcome back. I've missed you. Welcome back. I missed yes, she'd missed you more than I did, but I also missed you. I've been uh, cuddling a hentai body pillow all week, just thinking about the, <laughs> an octopus? All the heavy chubbers out there. Octopus. Uh, there's an octopus involved, but there's a. Yeah. I won't say what the octopus is doing, but it's. Uh, yeah. Not for godly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> God. I've I've told the story before, but uh, for those who have not heard it, uh, I had a when I was an RA, one of my fellow RAs walked in on a student. Uh, pleasuring himself to hentai when there was a fire alarm going on and we had to go key into every room all the dorms uh to make sure everybody was out of the building and one guy had his headphones on didn't know the fire alarm was going off and then the ra walked in on him that's tough uh, it's tough it's a tough it's a that's a tough luck tough luck because <laughs> <laughs> you luck. gotta just close that door and back out <laughs> well, that's what he did. So he he just pretended he didn't, you know, that he did key in, but uh, he definitely did, and he definitely saw what he saw. But the other, the, the you know, the uh, the student was none the wiser. He had no idea. Good for him. What was his name? Yeah, good first and last. You know what? I actually honestly cannot remember what the kid's uh, name. It wasn't one of my students, so I don't. Or one of my residents, so I, I don't. Gonna, I don't know I was who it was. Say we put him on blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Steed, what's been going on with you, man? Jay, I just got back from Maryland. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, classic 30 hours of driving almost. Oh, driving there. Oh, I drove. Look, Joe Biden's trying to screw me at the pump, but Joe Biden's really trying to screw me in the, in the air. Yeah, both Those are true. Those tickets are expensive. True. Yeah, yeah. Here's something I'll say about tickets, Steed. They are there are some places that no matter at what time you buy them, they're expensive. But when did you start looking for the tickets? Like a few months ago. Okay, okay. And they were and that's always fair. double than the price of driving. Of, of driving, yeah, and that's fair. I, I, and that might be, and again, you know, good that you looked that early. I have had a lot of people in scenarios where like. I will talk about different like trips I've done with friends. I will talk about like my bachelor party and things like that. Now I didn't hear necessarily complaints from people. Um, I maybe I heard a few things like, "Hey, th- tickets are super expensive." Uh, yeah, I mean, 
at some point they became very expensive. When you look, I mean, they, they literally will double, you know, if you're trying to buy something within like a month, you yeah. know, compared to a couple months earlier. I mean, it is, uh, we were just at a wedding and there were some people like, oh my God, I can't fly down there. It's so expensive. They were looking within a month of this wedding and it's like, yeah, we had found some tickets for $150 round trip because we looked, you know, four months ago, five months ago, you know, well, yeah, okay, the now thing. they're $400. Why they should yeah. be the same at all times. <laughs> I, I know. I I would love that. I would love that they were the same at all times. But I just, a lot of times when I hear people complaining about airplane prices, and I'm not saying this is your case, a lot of times they don't know where to look or they're trying to book it like right before they're supposed to leave. Well, Jay, maybe you should start a travel agency. Travel agencies are a dying industry. You can revamp them, get on TikTok. But yeah, the thing is that Trail agency, what it, how, if somebody was trying to book something, you know, oh, here, I got to book one in, you know, three weeks, it would be the same result. It's not like I'm going to get somebody a cheaper price. You might. Yeah, I might. I might. You're right. You're I don't right. know. No, you're not. You're not. I'm just saying, like, I get it. So you drove there. That's a long drive. Luckily, your car gets decent gas mileage. Um, 32 MPGs, yeah. 32 MPGs. And the speed. Talk about the speed. Yeah, the speed... Uh... 12 over at a minimum the whole time. Okay, yeah. Uh, get out of my lane. A lot of, a lot of stare downs. You do, you do stare downs and you also do the thing where you ride up right on somebody and then you flip on your lights and you start flashing the brights? Uh, I flashed a few brights. I don't like to. <laughs> but when I'm in the yeah. car for 15 hours um, and some freaking grandmas just sitting in the left lane with like 30 yeah. cars behind them. Yeah, they're getting they're getting brighted. Then when I pass them, I turn the wipers on. Oh, I do a little spray. You spray up a little bit. I yeah, like I get, it. I get them power a little, spray. Get them a spray. A little power spray. Do you ever go up on the shoulder? I have done a shoulder pass before. Have <laughs> you really? Yeah, and it, I think it was like a, a fireman or something. Oh my god! Yeah, there was just like a fire SUV driving like so slow. I, I'm in Chicago too, like on the Chicago Expressways. Oh wow! That's like he sh- he should know better. So yeah, I, I passed him. That's good. Good for you, Steve. Was he going to call me in? Come on. Yeah. No, you're good. So, but the the trip was good overall. Yeah, um, I saw some wild horses. Um, I saw some crabs. Nice classic Maryland. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much Maryland for you. Yeah. I'm, yes. It, do you ever eat soft shell crab, Steve? It always creeps me out a little bit. I've had it like once or twice, but it's such a pain to yeah. like get. Because you go to like the all-you-can-eat-crab places or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the soft shell crabs, you got to do like 12 freaking maneuvers just to get a tiny piece of crab meat. I thought the soft shell crabs, you eat the shell. What? That's soft shell. I don't, I don't, I've never done that. Okay, yeah, soft shell crab is a, uh, it's like before it's, like it's right after it's molten, and uh, the shells are still soft and you eat it whole. Oh, ew. No, my my dog did that once. Yeah. (laughs) I I caught a crab and put it on the dock, and then my dog just ate the crab whole. Oh, God. With the shell. (laughs) Yeah, pinched her in the nose and she got mad and just ate it. 
Oh god. Uh yeah. Well, dogs, yeah. I like it. Dogs have no fear sometimes. And sometimes yeah. they're scared of everything, just like some people. Yeah, she didn't die or anything, so that's the good, good news. Well, she is dead now. Well, yes, she did. It could have been a crab related thing. That's true. Got lodged in there. And Callie was a great dog. Uh, I love Callie. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, so, Jay, one thing, only downside of this trip. Yes. I was uh, staying at my grandmother's. Uh, and there was one bathroom, or I guess there was two. Mm. One was in the master, so I'm using. Yeah, that. you're not. You're not using. Yeah, you're not going to that. In that bathroom. Yep. One ply toilet paper. Ooh. Oh no! Big no no. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's it's 2022. Yeah. All right. What what is going on with this? Yeah, it, thin, it does not save money. Thin wafer horribleness. It's horrible. Doesn't feel good on my fingers. There's no grip. There's no grip on my fingers. Sliding all over. Yeah, I so I have a friend uh who at the time was notoriously cheap. He is now no longer that way. One of my Milwaukee friends. I'll leave his name out of it. But I uh I I used to stay at his place when I'd go to Milwaukee, like this is after college, and he would always have single ply toilet paper. And oh. we have we ended up going to the store one time and I just paid for like a gigantic size thing of double ply toilet paper and I said, Hey, this is uh courtesy of me. Have a little <laughs> class in your place and oh. uh you know, show your guests some respect. So I and it ended up lasting up a very long time. It was a huge roll of this. <laughs> but but I've been in this scenario where I'm like, this, you know, cheaping out on that kind of stuff is not uh, not. You're worth saving it. like a dollar. You're saving like a dollar, and people end up using double the amount. It reminds me of when in the office when uh, Dwight is like unplying the two ply toilet paper oh, yeah. the machine <laughs> that's splitting the two ply into two single plies. <laughs> because <laughs> Moses is back there doing yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's cuz he's trying to cheap out on it, but it's yeah, it's silly. I agree, Steve. That's a bad that's a bad luck. That'd be yeah. a good gift for your grandma for Christmas though. Yeah, it might might change your life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> have you heard of this? <laughs> it's much uh, better. Yeah. That's right. Chubstep is in the house. I had an email here, Steve, I wanted to get to. Uh, oh, but before that, I'm going to say that I hate the weather app. The weather app's bullshit. Oh, my God. This is you, you're, you're bullshit. The iPhone one? Uh, this was the iPhone and the Android were on the same page yesterday, and I confirmed. So this is what happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what happened. Oh, God. Oh, the storm First of, of the all, century. And this has happened. This has happened. I talked about the story like last summer. Do you remember the story where like everybody was out in Chicago and then all of a sudden it was like 60 degrees and everybody's freezing? And like, I think it, it was some crazy record in temperature drop that like the apps just did not catch. It's it too, still said, too hard for the little apps. The app still said it was like 78 and it was like 62 degrees or something like that or 50, you know, it was in the fifth, whatever it was. It was, it was like 20 degrees colder than what the app was saying. So everybody was out there like, well, I got out of shorts and then it got stuck at like, it was bad. Anyway, I talked about the story last year. Here's what happened yesterday. 
the temperature kept saying like 80 something degrees. I work with my window open. I'm like, it is not 80 degrees. Like I'm kind of cold. Like I need a long sleeve for right now. And uh, I'm checking my Android. I'm having my wife check on her iPhone. Both are saying like 82, 83 degrees. And real and real feel is like the same thing, right? It's not like real feel lower. You don't. Have, okay. I get my, I get my physical temperature thing, like like an actual, you know, not a yeah, like an like a thermometer. Yeah, thermometer. It's called thermometer for for yeah a the, temperature thing. Yeah, temperature. <laughs> thing. <laughs> for the boomers out there, it's called a thermometer. <laughs> and I brought outside seventy degrees. Huh. But all the apps are saying like 83, you know? So I'm like, this, I knew this is wrong. I, you know, my body was telling me it was wrong. It was wrong. Trust your body, people. That's the point of the story. Anyway, I later on, I had volleyball to play. I had a doubleheader. I biked to the beach. It's like 15 minutes to the beach. The weather the whole day is saying 5% to less than 5% chance of rain between uh, 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. in Chicago. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. That's low. I, that's low. Almost no chance at that point, right? I am biking to the beach. Second I arrive at the beach, th- the uh, tornado sirens start going going off. Yeah. It is, the skies are green, lightning starts going down, and now I'm 15-minute bike ride away back to my place. That's tough. <laughs> I, I make it back. I'm very wet. The games are canceled. Uh, you know, had these apps been working any what correct, like just two things in one day, I'm just like, what is going on? I, that's why I just I don't like basing things off what this weather app is saying because it's wrong so much of the time. I hate Jay, it. I hate it. You should have checked. It. You should have checked the radar. Uh, you didn't check the AccuWeather radar. I don't radar. know how to read it. I don't know how to read it. All right. So you click it, and then it will say like future. And yeah. Then there's Steve, a little is, dot. Okay. There's yeah, a little yeah, dot yeah, where yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, it's too much work. Like I'm not a meteorologist. I don't get paid to read these things right they really should have somebody doing that though like looking at the radar and then updating the app somehow i would i yeah i I agree because i think a lot of it's just built in and i think sometimes it's not you know they just need to actually physically look at the stuff and say yeah yeah, it's definitely gonna rain there's a massive storm coming yeah they need a guy for that yeah they need a guy like a steed guy i would do it like i would sit on there and i'd be like "Uh uh-oh I think it's going to rain in yeah. uh, Crystal Lake, and then I'd update Crystal Lake. Then I yeah. scroll, and I'm like, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, yeah. uh, you guys are okay today. Yeah. And then I'll just move on. You look at every city. Yeah, I just do that yeah. for the whole world. Like, yeah, I'm looking at my app now. I can see the whole world. There you go. Do you want, Jay, what temperature do you think it is in Myanmar, otherwise known as Burma? Uh, it is the date morning there. I'm going to say it is, uh, I'm going to say 92. It's mostly orange. Yeah. So you're probably about right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're looking at about 90, 80s. Okay. All right. Works for me. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Steve. You're, uh, yeah, we, I, that is a good, uh, first of all, if people are ever looking for a ridiculous road trip game. When you're in a group of people in a car, uh, just guessing weather across the world is a good game. Oh. You have one person that's in charge of has the you know the phone with the weather app, and you'll just say, "All right, what is the weather in Frankfurt, Germany?" And then you know you then if you get like you five guess. correct guesses, then you know the first person get like five of the closest ones guesses or wins, and you can do like you can do Jeopardy rules where if you go over, you lose that kind of stuff. You that's Price is Right rules. 
Well, that's what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> Listen to what I mean, not to what I say. Yes. My seventh grade teacher, Mr. Peterson, told me that. Okay. Uh, we have a Chubstep email. Chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. That's how you email us. Email it, baby. Email it. This is from Chubstep Lydia. Oh, no. Yes, our favorite. Uh, she said, fertility rock. Who do I tell? Uh-oh. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, you guys talked about how you wouldn't know who to tell if you found a valuable rock, like Tanzanite, because someone might rob you. Uh, then Steed mentioned how he had a note that said, I am very fertile, which led me to think, I need to share my rock find with Chubstep, and maybe you all can help me decide what to do with it. I live in New Mexico, where there's obviously a large Native American population, which has been present for centuries. Many different tribes occupied the state, and oftentimes they carved petroglyphs or drawings into cliffs where they resided. I was in the desert recently, collecting some jasper, and stumbled upon what I believe is a pe- petroglyph. What? Collecting <laughs> jasper? <laughs> That'll be a separate... We will need to understand what you're collecting jasper for, Chubstep <laughs> Lydia. Because um, I also am... And, confused. and I am sorry that I am not familiar with petroglyph. Petro- uh, petroglyph, uh, ancient rock carving. Okay, petroglyph. Thank you. Yes. And now I'm learning more while we're reading this. Uh, okay, I'm going to restart with the sentence. <laughs> because I was thrown off by the Jasper thing. Um, I, I was in the desert recently collecting some Jasper and stumbled upon what I believe is a petroglyph that was actually carved into a small rock that you can hold in your hand. As far as I can see, these are really not very common finds. I was told that the animal could be a rabbit and it has a round belly, which could be a sign of fertility. So Chubstep, what do you think? Is there a secret link to previous civilizations? Do I try to sell this to a wealthy Santa Fe tourist? Am I somewhat obligated to donate this to a museum? Should I return it to the desert so rabbits stay fertile? Please help. Pick below for reference. So it is Oh, good. A, we do have a pick. Yeah, we have a pick here. S- send me the pick. Screenshot, then send me the pick. Okay. Actually, you know what I'll do, Steve? I'll video call you right now. So just do a video. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I don't have a shirt on. That's okay. What? What the? What? What the heck? That is something. Yeah. Okay. So huh. could it could it be a pregnant belly? Yes. Also, you got to remember that not everybody that carved these rocks is great at carving. That's not the best carving I've I, ever I was, seen. Yeah. <laughs> but. Now, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, the ear is good. I, I agree. The ear is good. I I don't know if I'd read too much into the belly thing, but let's assume it is a belly and it is a you know fertility thing here. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I could yeah. draw a better rabbit than that. Yeah, I I also could draw it better. But could you carve it into a stone better than this? I don't know. I with think modern I could. Technology, I, yes, with old technology, I'm not so sure. You know, he was probably carving it with another rock. I don't think you know. Jared, here's the thing. What else are they going to do that day? Are they going to Are they going to pop Loki on Disney Plus? Which, which is what I've been doing. I don't think so. Are they going to Are point. they going to feed their take care of their fish in their fish tank? No, they don't no. have that. So they're going to sit around and carve a rock for a day. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I 
I'm a little disappointed with the quality. This could have been done by a child. We don't know. Why would the child be thinking about pregnant rabbits? Maybe it had seen a pregnant rabbit. <laughs> right? Why do kids do anything? I don't know. There's not always a great explanation. I, so, I, Yeah, I think we can confirm that is a petroglyph, though. Okay, yeah. It does look. It does not look natural the way it is. No, it looks no. like something was carved out of this. So, um, okay, what what do we do with this, Steve? What should Chubstep Lydia do with this? <sighs> Man, it's tough because she could easily bamboozle a tourist. Yeah, but you know, a museum—you you, got to get it appraised. That's step one. But when you get it appraised, make sure you have a handgun on you. That's true, because they're always going to turn you in, just like we're worried about the Tanzanite thing. Y- yep, they're, they might try and steal it. They might try and say, hey, you can't, you're not even supposed to have this. Oh, well, it. here's a better idea. Yeah, you use this picture and you bring it in and said, hey, my friend found one of these. Um, yeah, that's good. She told me where she's good. keeping it, but what do you think about this? And one? she recently moved out of state. Yeah, unfortunately, she moved out of the country, too. Um, So, (laughs) sorry. Okay, so if she finds out this is actually worth some money, Um, do you sell this? You got to sell it. You got to sell it. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do with it? Listen, 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 listen. If you sell it, you have to donate a portion of the money to some sort of animal. Listen, some sort of animal preservation foundation screw animals what you don't have to say what because because you have to give back that's what the pregnant rabbit would want i don't all right here's my take you should go find a couple rabbits and make rabbit stew to establish your dominance over them say i got your stupid rock rabbit and there's gonna be none more of you walking around my yard Okay. Okay. Then, well, then you test the rock for powers. Okay. Yeah. You gotta, you know, maybe put it in somebody's shoe and see if they get pregnant, like within a week. Yeah, you're right. If they get pregnant pretty soon, I think it'd be worth testing on some small animals maybe first. Like if you have like a, a mouse, you know, like they do testing on animals you put like the rock just in like a mouse cage and if it becomes pregnant then it has some powers and then if it has some powers you kind of have to return it don't you think otherwise you could be cursed no you sell it for more interesting so you're not worried about any sort of like indiana jones curse here um see i would be if there was some type of tomb involved okay but i don't think during the jasper woodland hunt there was a tomb there was yeah. no riddle she had to solve to get this. Okay. There was no, you know, puzzle. She didn't pull it out of something and then rumbling occurred. Yeah. Like, none of this happened. Yeah. It, it's, Tubbs Lydia, I, I think returning it to the desert is a bad idea only because somebody else might find it. And then they're going to, they might curse it. Like they might do some bad stuff to it, right? They might put some hex on it or something. And then you'll never have another pregnant rabbit. So I would avoid returning it to the desert. Um, My idea, like I said, was to donate, sell it, donate some money to animal preservation. 
You could also keep it as a keepsake, which is like what I wouldn't keep did it. when we found our our fossils well, that we found. Allegedly, Ale- our alleged fossils that we allegedly found somewhere in the Midwest that we're not legally allowed to talk about because <laughs> <laughs> we allegedly have dinosaur bones. Yes, uh, sitting in my room next to my bed. I, um, I might not. Mine are in my room too. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got to keep those bones close, okay? <laughs> keep the bones close, but that's a different story. That's a different thing that we found, um, or allegedly found. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think those are, are. I know that doesn't really help much. <laughs> we're saying we're saying sell it. Uh, Steed said, you know, you can do different things with the money. Yeah, At like least, keep it. You could buy a rabbit. You could join the Church of Four Pillars. You could join, yeah, with that, with the money you sell, you could join just Church of Four Pillars. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Donate it to the church. <laughs> that's actually the best answer. Nope. You can donate to your to Steed's uh, cult, uh, Church of Four Pillars, and then you got a good answer there. <laughs> well, let us know. Let us know if any of this helped and uh, what you end up doing with it, and also about the Jasper Chubs with Lydia. Uh, people can email us more chubstep.podcast at gmail dot com. We'll answer your questions. We'll answer your questions. Thoroughly. We've never failed. No, we've never failed. I mean, that's that was rock-solid advice. The oh, oh. <laughs> Good pun. Oh, my God. It is. <laughs> but it is perfect. It really is. Jay, um, uh, you want a delayed segue into uh, the next thing? Yes. Um, we were talking about donating to church, right? Yes. And I want to talk about passive-aggressive Bible verses. Mm, you have some? No, this is more of an idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much every verse in the Bible is passive-aggressive because it's just telling you not to do stuff. Like, oh, Jesus would have done... There's no way that Jesus would have ever <laughs> eaten all the fish at the table. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and everything could be passive-aggressive depending on how you read it, right? Yeah, but, so, this is my idea. You have a problem with somebody in your church congregation, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's a relative, and you want them to change, and you know they're religious. So you can't just tell them, like, hey, uh, you're being a bitch. Shut up, bitch! Right? Yeah. What you can do is you can send them a Bible verse. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Because there's Bible verses for everything out there. So you oh, can yeah. s- send them a Bible verse that essentially says, hey, you're being a bitch about this. Yeah. But they can't say anything back. They would have to have a pretty firm understanding of the Bible in order to respond with another Bible verse that argued against your Bible verse. Exactly. And they can't say like, oh, well, I wasn't, I wasn't doing this. Like yeah. they can't, they just have to accept it. They just yeah, have to I be agree. like, damn, ah, they got me. Ah, they <laughs> yeah. Sent me the Bible verse. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't be like, oh, that doesn't make sense because then you're going against the Bible. Yeah. I do like passive aggressive moves like that. I uh, <laughs> I like the concept of that just because there's a lot of there's a lot of times that like I think my natural reaction is just to kind of be like dude whatever you know like push something to the side 
I not saying I don't deal with it, but I'm just like, it, you're not worth my time type of thing. Yeah. But if I had a pretty good arsenal of passive aggressive Bible verses, I could I could shoot those off pretty fast. Yeah, that would be I mean So so maybe, Steve, this is an idea for an app where you try to get what are you trying to tell the person and then it pops up with the Bible verse that you can send. So you oh, type in like great. like um my brother's ignoring me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know something. And like then that. it would it would pop it would pop up I, like bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. That's Galatians six two. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's some of the dumbest stuff I've ever read. I don't know why they thought to include that, but, but that's an example. Larry, this obviously yeah. doesn't even really make sense for this, but like yeah, exactly, like something like that. You just send it. It yeah, see, uh, that I like would this be a good. That would be a good app. Yeah, you yeah you type in what you want it to say. It comes up with something kind of relevant, but also kind of cryptic, like a lot of the Bible is, and then you send that off to the person. I'd have to read the Bible again to do this. Well, yeah, this is gonna. You might need somebody that knows a little more about the Bible than you. Yeah, I'm not. This. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. But yes, I could. I could pay like some, maybe some Mormons to. Uh, oh. To make the app or get a bunch of the verses. Well, you could do this. I think what you would have to do is actually do a different version of this for every religion. Yeah. So you have a Hebrew version, a Muslim version, you know, different types of things. Um, and then you'd have to have an atheist version. Just be normal. Which would probably just be quotes oh. like, movie, <laughs> like song lyrics. Song lyrics and movie quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it would just send them a link to a YouTube like clip or or a Spotify clip. You know, it would just be like a link to something like that. But I think you had to know your audience and who you're sending it to. Because, right, you send it to some uh, Jewish person. They're not going to appreciate some New Testament. Some New Testament BS. You know. Am I right, fellow? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're instantly, yeah. Yeah. They're instantly ignoring <laughs> that. So um, there you go. That's, I like that idea, Steve. What this kind of reminds me of is uh, it's not the exact same thing, but this is a pass- passive-aggressive thing I did to my cousin who asked me like three days before the wedding. He's like, hey, what's your wedding website? So there's a something there's there is a website called Let Me Google That. Let me confirm that that's the name of this. It's letmegoogledat.com. So what you do is if somebody asks you a really obvious question that they could just Google, you type this into Let Me Google That, and then you send that person a link. So basically, you type it in, and it has like a fake oh, Google God. thing, and you type it in. So I just t- typed in my name and my fiance's name. And then wedding and type this into this, let me Google that.com. And then I sent him a link. And then when you open up the link from him, it just pops oh, up with a Google, with Google <laughs> a Google search. And it just, it's, you see the letters typing out Jared and huh. Amy wedding. And then it Google searches it and then it gives you the results. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so it's, it's a very passive aggressive way of just saying, Hey, this is an yeah. easy Google search. <laughs> Even though this takes way more work than sending it to somebody, just sending them the link to the website, it's much better to send back this response that says, uh, hey, <laughs> here's exactly what you could have done instead of sending me a text. I, I like that. Um, That's a good website. I will say, Steve, it was surprising how many people were emailing me or, you know, 
text messaging me questions about the wedding and stuff like that when when you're just uh, you're just trying to get married like a couple of days before the wedding <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to get married and when there's like a million other people to text or a million other places to look up information just the amount of text that i got like right as the wedding was coming up or like questions about where they should stay in <laughs> hotels or the <laughs> it's a little surprising yeah a little surprising i hear you're a river guard oh yeah oh yeah class four five uh-huh. Which is it? Why don't you try putting those numbers together? That's right. I've shot a class 45, and I've never lost a man. Steed, I did have kind of a segue into what you were talking about Odin. earlier with Odin. Did I talk about Odin? Odin. You were talking about... Oh, I was Steve, watching Loki. Watching Odin. Yeah, Odin, Odin is Loki's lost. dad. Loki. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Loki, Odin. I'm That's getting okay. my gods confused. Okay, so... Jeff Goldblum. Oh, this is a Jeff Goldblum movie review. Oh, no way. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have, uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Jeff Goldblum. Was, appeared in one episode of the Disney Plus animated Marvel cartoon, What If? Um, Are you familiar yeah, with this? Yeah, so actually, I have Disney Plus up on my TV right now, like the home screen, because I was just watching Loki, yeah. and What If is right up there. I didn't know the bloom was in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he is in one episode uh, called What If Thor Were an Only Child. This is from 2021. It's an interesting concept. Just random uh, where stuff. basically there's the Marvel it's the Marvel universe and they take different aspects. So like what if I would have to look at what these other episodes are called. But this one is what if Thor were an only child? What if Yeah, it's what if T'Challa became a Star Lord. Am I saying that right? Uh whatever. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Uh I mean, pretty pretty much the same. Yeah, things like that. So don't be sexist, Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, it. What's what's yeah exactly. What's interesting is it's basically like, hey, here's an alternate universe in the Marvel universe, which is already this one is. Uh, What if the (laughs) and (laughs) Avengers were killed by a serial killer? (laughs) The hell. There you go. Yeah. So. Basically, it's it's an interesting take where it just said, hey, everybody knows these storylines. They could do this with any sort of big universe. So they could do this with Star Wars, too. There'd be interesting yeah. things, right? Um, how would the storyline change if some other aspect yeah. didn't exist? So in this case, it's if Thor were an only child. Um, it's basically like, hey, Thor, without a without a brother to constantly keep him in check, uh, he's a lot more oh, douchey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like a much more of a party guy. He's much more of like a yeah, loose cannon type of thing. Now, here's what I'll say about this, dude. I, I, it's supposed to be definitely like a comedy. 
I could totally tell by the way they were trying to say things and stuff like oh. this, except for it's just not funny. Uh, I so I did not love that. I I like I think I like the concept of the show a lot more than I like the show itself. So Jeff Goldblum plays his character from uh, as the Grand Master, which is featured in a few Marvel Thor things, Ragnarok. mostly involving um, Thor. Yeah, and so he reprises that role for a very short amount of time. Chris Hemsworth, I mean, it has the normal people doing oh, really? the voices that are all from the Marvel world. And it just, the problem is it's just, it's not funny. It's not a good enough twist on things. I don't know. I just like wasn't, I'm watching this. It, part of the problem is I'm also not a huge Marvel yeah. guy. Like I, <clears throat> I'm really just not as into it. Uh, like for me, if I were to watch a superhero type thing, I love. The oh, I do like, I still have to watch. Oh my god, like two seasons now. Yeah, but like I love that, uh, but I just am not as into the Marvel stuff. And I know a ton of, most, you know, most people are, a ton of people are just not my cup of tea. So I think that with the fact that this is supposed to be a comedy and it's just really not funny, I'm not as into animated stuff really either. I think it was just a combination of like all the bad things that could have happened. Wow, this was a really? Bottom bottom tier tier. Actually had a hard I'm going to have to watch this. I might refute it. I. Th- I'd be cur- yeah, I'd be curious if your what your thought is yeah. on this. Um because like I said, I think it'd be much more geared towards you. That's what I was saying. Like this whole series isn't really geared toward the like somebody that doesn't that hasn't seen all these a movies. Casual fan or something. Because if yeah. you've seen all the movies, you probably get like yeah, every no, it's there's probably a lot of like what do you want to call them? Inside jokes. Or Yeah. You're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. Um, and so, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It just, for me, if you're, if you're a casual Marvel fan, seeing Jeff Goldblum do a voice of a cartoon in this is not, uh, what you necessarily need wow. to see. Bottom tier for me. Right. Can't you hear the whistle blowing? Rise up so early in the morn. Can't you hear the captain shouting? Dinah, why don't you blow your horn? Puka shells are back. Puka shells are back. What? I saw a guy wearing puka shells. And you liked it? <laughs> he looked pretty sick. Oh my god. He had like, you know, wavy beach hair, like looked wet and like sick puka shells and he was out to dinner with his parents and like they're back, baby. I have no problem with puka shells in the right setting. Like if you're in <laughs> Florida or like along the ocean, like go for it. Where are the puka shells? I don't care. I think I just had more of a problem with it when it was like kids in our middle school who were oh god <laughs> who lived for, forty miles to the closest beach, um, you know, it, like it, in nowhere near the a warm Caribbean ocean. You know, yeah. like they're where the puka shells in. No, you know, I don't think you seventh wear grade them. English class. I don't think you even wear them in Maryland. Yeah, Eberlin, I think, is pushing it. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> yeah. say south of the Mason-Dixon line. So It is south of the Mason-Dixon line. Maryland is? Yes, it is the... Okay. Mm, it's up, it's the northern right north point. of Maryland, yeah. Well, then, uh, two states south, you have to go. <laughs> that's my. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> two states south. I think it's Florida. I think it's basically like Florida or the Caribbean. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you can't do it in, like, Alabama. Maybe California, you could pull it off. But that's that's where I draw the line. Southern, Southern, Southern California. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. 
Yeah, nobody in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, we good good call, Steed, and I agree. Bring him back. Uh, it helps with your your pooty tang look too. Sad I'd say. So uh, we so Chubbs and Melanie asked for an LGBTQ recipe. Uh, she hinted that we should have one. Now, me and Steed did some searching for this prior to the show. The results were concerning, uh, to say the least. You want me to, I don't think we need to tell what need, I found? <laughs> I don't think we need to go through all the details of what we found. Um, <laughs> but I think we're going to settle on some... Well, because Steve basically wanted to delete his search history after what kept popping up and things. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it went down a dark hole. But I think we're going we're gonna to settle on something kind of more bland here. And not colorful. I was trying to think of colorful things, right? I mean... You could do, there's a lot of colorful things I could just throw into, you know. Yeah, you could right, just say rainbow like a, type colored things, right? Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, it's but what we're gonna do here has multiple genders involved in it, just depending on how you lay this out. And we're talking about a croque madame or a croque monsieur, Mm-mm. a French bistro classic, uh, kind of a brunch type thing. This is actually from Bobby Flay's brunch book. This is yeah. where I'm getting this recipe from. So, so all know. of this is gay. Yeah, so. I'm not. This yeah. is all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's all the LGBTQ things. I think it, I think it should fit. Okay, even if it's not, send me an email. Let me chubstep.podcast.gmail.com and tell me why this isn't. But I'm not going to tell you the amount of any of these things because I when I cook, I don't really use exact yeah. amounts. You don't need. You don't need to. So I'm just going to tell you what's in this: butter, flour, milk. Gruyere cheese, mm. yeah, Parmesan, uh, salt, pepper, nutmeg, bread. This says Pullman bread. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say just use whatever night kind of nice thick bread that you have. Yeah, it could be one of them starts with a C. A good, a good sandwich bread. Ciabatta, ciabatta, uh, Dijon mustard, baked ham, and eggs. So here's what you do: first, you make a bechamel sauce. And uh, you heat, so you heat the butter uh, until it gets melted, and then you add flour. You whisk that together, and then you add in milk. So it's right now. It's so basically you thickened up uh, butter, and then you add in milk. That's going to thicken up the milk. You're going to bring that to a boil, reduce the heat to medium low, and then until it thickens, maybe like six to eight minutes, and then you add in the cheese, oh. both the Gruyere and the Parmesan. And you whisk that together. So you're making a cheese sauce, as bechamel. And then you add in the salt, pepper, and nutmeg. Okay, so then you get a broiler going here, right? You put your pieces of bread down. Do that. Put some mustard over the top of each of the pieces of bread. Then you put ham, and you put a little bit more of the shredded Gruyere cheese. Not not that bechamel that you made already. So you've got yeah. the bread, mustard, ham, cheese. Then you broil this. Uh, until it starts to brown and then you stack one on top of the other oh you kind of make a little sandwich here right and then you pour that bechamel sauce over the top and then you put it back in the broiler so now the cheese is melted on the inside and you put the bechamel it melts on the outside you let it brown and then if you want to make it a croque madame you keep you add an egg on top if you get rid mm-hmm. of the egg, it's a croque monsieur. 
So oh. you want like a fried, like a fried over easy egg. That's a croque madame. Take off the fried over easy egg, croque monsieur. That is very good. That's a yeah, very it's good a breakfast recipe. sandwich. It's basically yeah, ham, cheese, mustard, egg. It's a good sandwich. I don't think I've ever had one. I have. I've had it like once or twice. It's good. It's a solid sandwich. You're not going to go wrong with it. It sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. That's our recipe. Uh, thank you, Chubbs and Melanie, for suggesting that. Um, and if we're wrong, apologies, because eh, I don't think we're wrong. <laughs> I don't think, but I don't think we're wrong. There's no way. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's wrap up the show there, Steve. Uh, Chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate the show on Spotify. I know we've been getting some more of those. Join Steed's cult, Church of Four Pillars. You got to Venmo him, Steed T, or Paul T one. Uh, and Venmo sent him uh, a, a, large, a, a donation. Yeah. No, it's not a donation. It's a membership fee. Oh, membership fee. Sorry. The donations come after you're a member. <laughs> uh, okay. New episodes every Thursday. Share the episodes with a friend if you enjoy it. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.